You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. I'm so, so, so excited today um, <laughs> because we get to share a wonderful story and a wonderful guest. Uh, today oh. we get to talk with Kristen Getty. She's wife, mother, recording artist, probably most popularly known for the modern hymn In Christ Alone with her husband, Keith Getty, and their wonderful band and all the great music that they do. So we are just delighted to get to share some time with her today. Kristen, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Oh, thanks for having me. So spending some time with us from, uh, well, w- across the uh, the pond a little bit in uh, in Ireland. So spending some time with us uh, in the evening, actually, for you. So thanks so much for spending some time and uh, stepping aside from your family duties, which we're actually going to talk about family time today, which I'm, I'm really thrilled to, to get to talk about that. Well, they're all fast asleep right now, all four of them, my four girls. Um, the kitchen and the dishes have been tidied away after dinner, so we're in a really good spot right here. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good feeling. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> feeling i hate getting to like 11 o'clock at night or whatever and we just haven't got the kitchen tidy and some nights you go to sleep without doing that and you wake up the next morning and think why did we not just clean the kitchen you know? <laughs> how could we start this day with a messy kitchen but anyway <laughs> so tomorrow we'll be starting all fresh so i'm, I'm just really excited and happy right now just talking to you. It's a little it's a little isn't it amazing <laughs> Isn't it yeah. amazing how having just the dishes done really can put you in a good mood? It really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing that I know your family does is you you sing together, and I would love to talk about uh, the singing as a family. Why why is singing important to you as a, as a family? Why is it important to have singing in your family life? Well, Keith and I have been writing hymns for the last twenty years and talking about um, the importance of songs in general in the life of a believer, singing deeply about the Lord and joining with a congregation to sing and how it's something that is um, a call on every believer. We're created to do it. The scriptures command us to do it. And of course, when we um, know of the gospel and it's working in our lives, our praise and worship songs and give us voice to the thankfulness in our hearts and help us to share it with other people. And Keith and I over the last few years have talked increasingly about singing and what it is and what and why we would do it and um, that led to doing the sing conference and a big element of that was looking at how singing impacts the individual families churches and then our, our wider witness in the world and um, so we've been talking so much in our work life and in our writing life and ministry all about singing with families but it was a few years ago when our eldest was only four years old and we were at a um a, a at school in New Jersey and Eliza was invited to join the kindergarten class to sing in Christ alone and when she went up to the front she was only four and Keith and I nervously looked at each other and thought my goodness have we actually taught her this song does she know it and she was standing <laughs> in the middle in the front row bright red hair big big wide smile she sang the first two lines and then smiled and waved at us for the rest of the song <laughs> and it was at that moment that we thought you know we can surround her with different songs we'll be picking up little bits here and there but we do need to be intentional with her when it comes to singing we want her to love singing to learn songs but I really think that singing hymns and deep songs is a wonderful way of passing on the faith to the next generation because when you sing something 
you remember it in such a unique and long-lasting way. And we wanted our girls to, to experience that. So we started singing with them more and doing a hymn a month and um, have been doing that for several years ever since. It's amazing the, the the impact that music can have in your life when when you when you do intentionally incorporate it into into that daily rhythm yeah. of living. How do you how do you do that with your family? You mentioned having a hymn a month, which is something that I think I need to start now. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> how do you do that with your family? Yeah, so um, we pick we, last year, uh, this year at the beginning of the year, I had picked twelve songs when I first started. I literally just thought, okay, well, let's start this month and let's do this one. And we, I would play the song over my phone, very simply, just find an arrangement that I liked. And I would play it particularly at nighttime. We find the evening a good time to do it because they were a little more tired and it was a good sort of gathering in because it was fun to sort of sing together and listen to music. There's something really attractive and heartwarming about music. And that helped us at nighttime. And I felt that we had their ear a bit, they were, they were a little more vulnerable we had their ear a bit more to what the songs were saying. Anyway, so we, st- we started just humming through the melody. If there was a chorus or a refrain, we would go after that first. And then we'd work our way through as much of the lyric in verse one and be verse two. They were still quite little when we started. And we'd just keep playing it over and over. And maybe at breakfast, we'd play it. In the car, we'd play it. And just over the course of the month, they picked up a little more. And of course, the great thing about a traditional hymn, for example, like a, like a Christmas Carol or Amazing Grace or um, Great Thy Faithfulness, these are songs which have been sung through generations and will continue to be sung. And so even if they just get a little, it's a great investment because then we can build on it as the years go on. Hmm. So you really have incorporated it, incorporated it throughout your your whole day, hearing the hymn and then singing. You mentioned singing together in the evening was really best for your family. What is it about that time? Uh, tell me more about that time when you're intentionally singing together. Well, it's one of those things. I wanted them to go to sleep with thoughts of the Lord in their mind. Okay, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of like Bible readings in the evening before they went to sleep. But we discovered that we weren't always in the best of mood in the evening and we were, you know, more impatient and would get, you know, just, just annoyed a lot of because everyone was just tired. And, uh, you know, Keith and I started to get concerned that they would associate Bible reading and study with very tired, angry, irritable parents. <laughs> so we thought <laughs> we need to sort of change this up a little bit. And so we started doing our Bible story in the morning. We're working through this year, the one year Bible with the girls, and then keeping more of the singing focus in the evening, which was just, I've just found that an easier thing to reach for at nighttime, sort of low hanging fruit. It's let's play a song and some some nights we do a little bit more like last night I really worked we were doing abide with me this month and I was just concerned that there's a few of the words they hadn't quite really grasped in verse one and so I went back and we were reviewing that and we had a bit of time you know tonight I just played the song and they sang along with as much as they knew and then we sang the doxology and prayed and fell asleep <laughs> so and then and there's some nights whenever we hardly do anything and we just sing like the doxology and move on but that that has been a good thing. And I will often play a few songs just when the lights are lower and they're going, they're all quiet and they go to sleep. And that has been a a helpful thing too. I just, I love the idea that those are the things that they're thinking about. And whenever they're thinking through maybe some fears or worries, particularly the older girls and that they're able to hear this and it brings peace to them and comfort to them as they, as as they go to sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. 
music is so powerful like that, especially in the evening and time. Um, I know I have a favorite nighttime hymn. I know several of my friends do. And it's we, we talked about it as, as this thing that you, you're able to fill your mind with all of these uh, these comforts of Christ while you fall asleep, and then, and then, be, when you have that association of of that hymn with comfort, and when you need it later, later on, when things happen, and you need that comfort. It's there in your brain because because you've you've worked at it like yeah. this. And I think Why it is it? On. Yeah, go ahead. I think it lingers on as we even go to sleep. You know, the Psalms talk about um, God giving us songs in the night, and I know there's a figurative way of understanding that that the songs that we sing during difficult times. But I just wonder, you know, how much the words that we sing or the things we think about before we go to sleep linger on in our minds and hearts, even as we sleep, how they affect our dreams, how they affect, you know, the the peace that we sense, you know, mm-hmm. and what that does for us physically, mentally, spiritually. And um, it's just an interesting thought, you know, mm-hmm. the value yeah. of it. Absolutely. What are, what are the benefits of of singing together like that as a family when you have your kids and, and, and mom and dad together uh, incorporating this into a routine uh, as a family? Yeah. Well, I think that when we gather as the church on a, on a Sunday, if we, for those who are, or um, whenever unusual circumstances, when we actually do all this <laughs> together, um, it, is, it is a feast that we enjoy when we get to sing together. But I think the appetite for it is very much growing during the week at home individually and with our families. And I think one of the things we can do is encourage our kids to be confident in their singing voice and then their voice with other voices at the same time. Um, it's, we're not, not everybody was going to be a soloist. Not everybody's going to stand behind a microphone, but I think everybody can sing with the voice that they have. And I, I just love the idea of shifting the conversation of, singing to be away from something that is like a special subject, something that you're good at or something that you enjoy, but seeing it more as something for everybody of every age. And in the way we teach our kids to pray and study the Bible, we want to teach them how to sing and to, to strengthen their voices, to learn songs and to grow up with a lifelong love of singing. And so we're growing the voice of the church. When a church sings, it is it strengthens every believer, but it is also a powerful witness um, to the world that's looking on. Hmm. So what tips do you have for us who have uh, little ones to, or even, even households that don't have little ones, tips to help us incorporate singing into our daily lives in our households? Mm-hmm. Well, I would play, play the songs where life happens. You know, we're, we're very blessed, although like phones, and all sorts of media have, have brought the bundle of problems that we all contend with. But there's lots of good things that they bring too. And just the access we have to music so easily and so much of it. And I think we should in, in, enjoy that. Play the songs. Fill the kitchen in the morning with songs. The car as you travel. You know, today we, we drove to the beach and I was playing a new um, Sandra McCracken song, which I love, called Patient Kingdom. And the girls hadn't heard it before and they were just starting to sing it and the sun was in the sky. It was just beautiful and just I could just see it filled them with so much joy. And um one other thing that another thing that we would do sometimes is sing before we eat. And um, there's lots of little songs, um thankfulness songs, even just the doxology, for example, that we can sing and just 
it's a fun thing to do. I remember when I went to have dinner with Pete's family for the first time, the whole family broke into harmony before we had our dinner and sang this full song. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is intense. Actually, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's another little way to, you know, hook kids into the idea of singing and, and singing to the Lord and then make it maybe part of the bedtime re- routine and finding that song of the month and just coming back to it each evening. And this is not something which takes 30 minutes, nor should it feel like, oh my goodness, another thing to do. We all have to do some sort of routine to get our kids to sleep. And I have just, you know, find that reading a little story, a singing a song and a prayer to be a really good way to do that. Hmm. That's a, a very helpful and very insightful. Just to, to make it uh, as simple as the other parts of your day as well. Maybe maybe it turns out to be one of the things that's more simple in your day than some of the other things that are more challenging <laughs> what, in your day. What I find, I think to myself, oh my gosh, there's so many things I want them to know and to tell them, but how am I going to get convey it all? How are they going to remember it? And what should I tell them? And and I, you know, I, I think if you can find just just great songs that give this wonderful Christian worldview that look at God as creator, working in the world, the, the great gospel story, the hope of heaven, some of the big overarching themes and find great songs that speak into that. I just I love the fact they're learning that. And because it's poetry and set to music, they're more inclined to remember. And I just find it nice listening to it as well. <laughs> mm. Well, we have more to talk about with Kristen Getty here on the Coffee Hour. We'll continue the conversation, learn more about their most recent project as well, Even Song. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we have the privilege of talking with Kristen Getty. She's a wife, mother, and recording artist. You most likely know In Christ Alone, the modern hymn written by Keith Getty and Stuart Townend that uh, they have shared, uh, not just here in the U.S., but all around the world. And we have the chance to talk with her today at their home in Ireland, talking about singing together as a family and uh, their latest project, Evensong, Tell us, Kristen, tell us about Evensong. What is Evensong, especially for, I imagine many Americans may have heard of it, but not really know what Evensong is about. Yeah, like Evensong, the word is, is, um, represents a, a traditional uh, service that you would um, find in the more liturgical um, Christian worship traditions and has been done for hundreds of years. It is, and of course, done if you look at, through the Psalms and and how the Bible talks about um, marking our day with praise and of the Lord and reading his word. Uh, but it, the little service as it would be done in church and still done today is a short service at the end of the day, every day, um, that finds us where we are and uses prayer, Bible readings and singing 
to draw our hearts and minds to the Lord and so to help sanctify the night. It's a way of closing the day. If we wake up in the morning and look to the Lord, think of him, and we finish our day the same way, it's been a very, you know, um, long loved Christian practice over the centuries and um, somewhat lost in our modern culture and I think that's why we really wanted to do this because we find that even though we didn't call it even song it was something that we were trying to do with our own kids and um, at th- all, through concerts as well as we traveled and and then talking about filling our homes with um, songs of the Lord and so this album is um, yes hymns older hymns a couple of our own and also then lullabies that we um, wrote for our girls over the last few years. Why do this project now? Well, what, what makes this time uh, unique for this this kind of, of music making? Well, you know, we had planned to do it before COVID-19 had um, ever hit because I turned 40 this year and Keith had said to me, you've been singing you know, our hymns for the last 20 years. Is there another project, something else that you'd like to do that is, similar to what we've done that would be just a little bit different and so we thought that perhaps the lullaby hymns album this would be a good time to do it in closing a decade where we've had these four little girls and reflecting back on that specific season of those little years that this would be a, a timely then COVID-19 hit in, in March and we spent several weeks thinking well should we still do it how are we going to do this and a project that was meant to be recorded in Nashville, London, and Northern Ireland suddenly became recorded in our, um, well, my vocals were recorded in a whisper room in the garage, a whisper room at um, Crossway. He had invited me to record a, an audio Bible of the, um, e, their ESV version, had provided this five by seven um, soundproof room for me to record in and very kindly let me use it to sing the vocals. And then our producer, Ben Shai, was, was able to collect files from all the different contributing musicians and put it together in a unique way and and actually on reflection it was lovely to be able to record it in in the home something that was born out of our home and and you know primarily for the home it was nice actually to put the kids to bed and then nip out to this little studio and and sing these songs and I think while we often no matter what season we're going through feel the vulnerability of the evening hours as the shadows set in um, how much more this year have we all experienced troubled sleep and worries for tomorrow? And so I think it was timely to record songs that really lean into the comfort and peace that only Christ can bring in songs that we hope people can sing along with. Mm, amen. Mm-hmm. You talk about uh, recording in a little booth in the garage, and I, I think that's what <laughs> most of us are doing, even and Sarah and I are recording from home these days as well. Yeah. Uh, to, to share these stories with our listeners. I think many people around the world, especially people in uh, in media and in music, have been building their own little home studios to to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, the artists that you collaborated with for Evensong. Oh, I'd love to because, oh my goodness, we had such wonderful people join us for this. Um, Softly and Tenderly is probably a good one to look at because there were several people in that just that one track. We had um, Vince Gill join us to sing in it and then we had 
um, Sierra Hull and Ellie Holcomb join me on, on, on the harmonies. You know, Softly and Tenderly has been sung many times in the country music scene and actually has been recorded a couple different times with a trio of female country artists. And so we thought it would be cool to, to do a little bit something like that and to lean into a bit more of a Nashville sound because our four girls are born there. It's their hometown. And so we thought it would be nice to have a song that represented that. And um, my best friend, Deborah Clemmy played a beautiful violin piece in that as well. And Heather Headley, um, she's the Tony Award-winning Broadway singer who was Aida um, and Nala, the Lion King. And and she had sung with us before at a, a Carnegie Christmas event a few years ago, Oh Holy Night. She's an incredible singer. And we and we'd wanted to record something with her, and this seemed like a good time because she just had another baby this year, and so it was nice for her to, to sing a, a a duet for more of a lullaby feeling album. Um, and who else? I can't remember now. Oh my goodness, Sandra McCracken. We wrote it, wrote a new song together, "Son of My Soul." We wrote during a crazy afternoon back in the spring with you know all the social distancing stuff and children running everywhere but we managed to get through to the end of it and she recorded it with me which was fantastic and the trinity boys choir from um king's college cambridge they recorded which was which is lovely it sort of leans into that more traditional choral side that even song would be famous for and so the last couple songs in the album have their little voices and of course in a family of all girls, it was nice to have some boys playing on the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those the those those last few with the the boys choir are wonderful. I was able to listen to those. I was wondering if if that was uh, the the Cambridge boys choir. Yeah. What 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 use do you hope uh, families will be able to use these these hymns and lullabies for? Well, the very simple level, I hope they can just play them and play them into the moments where life happens. Perhaps those vulnerable moments in the evening, yes, but just when we need encouragement and we need that sense of being lifted up and help keep our hearts up. And we hope it can be used that way. And we hope that people will clearly hear the gospel message and children will hear it. It was very important to us that a couple of the songs that very clearly tell the gospel story and what it means for us and I wanted to make sure that any child that listened all the way through would would hear the gospel clearly and and then I also hope it might be another resource in encouraging families to to sing together there are a few good hymns in there softly and tenderly is one of the first hymns that we ever taught our girls um, as a hymn of the month and they they love that one and actually we're doing abide with me this month and so perhaps that will just be a, a, some songs that will encourage families to sing together. I uh, I did uh, tune in to the uh, Facebook Live Family Hymn Sings earlier <laughs> this year during yes. the pandemic. Yeah. And that was just so fun, uh, seeing your whole family together around the piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was completely all of us. Talia, we managed to oh. keep offside most of the time because she was just turned two and a half. And she, yeah, she's a rascal. And so we have to try that. You know, there, there is some chaos, which is fine. And then there's there are occasions when it's just too much. And she's a little too much right now. <laughs> but in the future, she'll be able to join us. She was singing tonight as we did Abide With Me. She was trying to sing the words to verse one. She's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun doing those. Um, the very first one. You know, it was just like an idea off the cuff. It was St. Patrick's Day and Keith and I thought, oh, it'd be fun to do something. What could we do? Nobody can go anywhere. And 
So well, why don't we drop, jump on Facebook Live and sing some more like Irishy hymns, some of our more Irish arrangements. And sure, the girls can join in because we had no babysitter and um, the girl who married for us was gone because it was COVID. We were completely by ourselves. And, and, we, and we just pressed the live button on Facebook Live, set the phone up and it was like 20 minutes of, oh my goodness, it just rushed by, you know, it was crazy. And then when we pressed stop, we looked at each other and thought, what on earth did we just do? Why did we put our whole family in messy house in Facebook Live? But, but it resonated, I think, because it was, it was very natural and, and very raw, you know, and, and I think that's what we really wanted to convey. You know, we're not a family band of, you know, we're trying to you know help our girls develop in their music and become as good as they can be but that wasn't really the point it was just singing together and and having a good time doing it it was it was it was a great picture of real family life because <laughs> you know many of us think okay they're great musicians they have these wonderful CDs or these wonderful albums uh, CDs i just told how old i am <laughs> um, <laughs> but they have these wonderful albums and they they're all shiny and and perfect and everything's put together everything's orchestrated so well and then we see this wonderful facebook live of family life as you said the kids climbing and crawling all over the place and it was just that's what the, that's what this is about is about singing these hymns together as a family and it's not always perfect but that's that's what makes it beautiful is that they're kids being kids but they're learning uh these wonderful hymns that that tell the message of incarnation of of christ and who he is and what he's done for us. So that's, that's just beautiful. Well, Evensong, I, I want to share with our listeners, Evensong is, uh, is available on all streaming platforms and you can find it at uh, gettymusic.com forward slash Evensong. Uh, wonderful album. Sarah and I had a chance to preview it and uh, just some, some great music there. Kristen, thank you so much for spending your evening with us, spending some time with us so that we could share these great insights with our listeners about singing together as a family. It's been a, a, a great privilege to have some time to talk with you. Oh, no, thank you so much for spending time with me. <laughs> You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.